What an episode I've got in store this week. I'm joined by Billy Winter. Now, Billy talked about a very uh, sensitive issue that uh, took place a few years ago. Um, Manchester, uh, back in 2017, was struck by a shocking event which saw uh, the Manchester Arena um, come under attack. Um, Billy was actually at the event with a friend and um, both of them uh, managed to get out, but they did know a lot of people who unfortunately uh, died in that attack. Billy bravely talks about his experience and how he wanted to set up his TikTok to highlight um, and and show his journey to recovery um, after, you know, getting through a traumatic experience uh, like what happened in Manchester and to show his journey to recovery um, on TikTok and how it provided him that opportunity to speak out when uh, at times uh, he was uh, too um, fragile or too nervous to talk about his experiences. Um, we will never forget what happened in Manchester and um, the memory of the victims will always stay with us and um, they will always be remembered and of course, there is um, a shining light always coming over Manchester. Uh, and hopefully we can uh, stop this happening in the future. But um, Elliot was a great guest. It was it was a pleasure chatting to him. And I hope you guys enjoy his story. Tell us what you thought of the episode by emailing the team at trackbackpodcast.yahoo.com or follow us on Instagram at trackbackpod to tell us uh, your thoughts. We'd love to hear from you guys. <laughs> I'm Cal Mack and this is the Weekly Crack with Mac, and I'm joined by my latest guest on the TikTok trek. Joining me in the hot seat. Well, it, it's not really a hot seat because if it was, Billy would be through the roof right now because I don't think he could handle temperatures that high. But Billy Winter, the latest TikTok star, joining me on the TikTok trek. Billy, how are you, mate? Uh, I'm good. How are you? Good, tired. mate. How's, how's your day going so far, even though it's not really started yet, has it? <laughs> um, just having a bit of a chill on today. Got loads of like a bit of uni work to do. Um, just kind of taking a, a rest day like I always do on a Friday after uni and things like that. <laughs> How has it changed, um, you know, with restrictions now? So basically what I do is I'm at um, a theatre school at the minute, well, a drama school. It's uh, the Arden in Manchester um, and I'm on the HNZ course there um, and we've been able to go in um when we had lo- the second lockdown in November we was allowed to go in still because universities were allowed to go in um and obviously me doing acting and things like that it's more of a hands-on kind of um subject and it's not it's it's pretty much hard to do it over zoom and things like that which when in the third lockdown from January to April when we was doing it over zoom and things like that it was so much harder because I'm used to we're, everyone was used to being in rehearsal space used to having all these kind of like objects that we could use and all these costumes that we could use and then when that got taken away from us it was hard to do but as soon as we was allowed like to go back straight into a rehearsal space we were straight back into it straight back rehearsing for our final performance and now we're just kind of at the at the end of the year kind of now I mean you can imagine you know in in that sort of situation drama that you mentioned, you know, using a lot of costumes, there's a lot of objects, it is a hand-on subject. And you'd think because coronavirus can just travel like that and it can infect you like that, then there must have been a lot of precautions. If, if one person used one object, then the other person can't use it because it could be easily transmissible. So yeah, I mean, yeah, how, how did you work around that? What was the key to keeping safe in that environment? Um, so what happened was, this is quite a funny story, actually. So back in September, when obviously the academic year started, um, it just everyone caught COVID in the class. Um, um, I didn't. Well, my cl- basically the class is split into two. 
Um, and my class, I think like only like three people caught it. And it was pretty weird because it was a class of about, I don't know, say about 15 to 20 people in each class. The second class, everyone caught it. My class, about three people caught it and the rest were fine. And it was just, it was strange. Like we all got tested and things like that. And the majority of my class came back negative. And obviously the people that caught it had to self-isolate in like the dorms and things like that and all the accommodations. Um, and a lot of our class um, from both sides we're all in the same, same accommodation. So it's kind of like we was all in the same bubble. So people that were in the same accommodation, the same um, dorm and things like that, were allowed to share things, obviously, because they was living together, but people that weren't. So like myself, who still lives at home. Um, it was just kind of like one of them things where you leave it out for the virus, like well, if there is a virus on it to die out for like 48 to 72 hours. Um, and then obviously we'd top around things like that. But um obviously restrictions wise we had we had like tapes on the floor so like we had our own square that was like six feet um we had to obviously be within a certain meter distance from each other until obviously we was allowed to like if if we was isolating together we had to kind of we could take that into consideration oh yeah like we're allowed to be in the same bubble and things like that um it was quite hard it's it's not been a an easy year to kind of start yeah. off a drama school but it's um it's it's been enjoyable as well. It's definitely been something that has been an experience, um, especially with the arts going into kind of a a hardship over lockdown, not being so so valued by the government and things like that. Um, you think that been, should change? Yeah. You think that the government should see the arts as something quite serious because a lot more people are trying to get into the arts, and if it gets taken away, that's going to crush the dreams of a lot of aspiring actors and 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 singers and everybody involved in the arts. So, do you think it is pivotal at this moment in time to take the arts more serious? Yeah, most definitely because we've not been in anything for like over a year now. Like theaters have only just opened back up. We had that little time as well where theaters did open back up like the National Theatre and things like that, that opened back up um, for a little bit. And then obviously it closed down again because of lockdown. And when um, obviously one of the members of parliament said that the arts, like people in the arts should get a real job, it just caused the biggest uproar because even though it doesn't look like, even though it's, it just looks like, oh yeah, someone getting on screen playing a character, there's so much more depth that goes into that. This yeah, like going, especially this year, I I kind of came back after taking a couple of years out Um but after coming back in and kind of being able to study a character, being able to like kind of having to take on their background and stuff, it's hard work because you could be going on with your own like struggles and things like that by having to take on someone else's struggles who is a character. And yeah, people are like, oh, it's only like a person that you're going to play for a couple of weeks, days, months, whatever. But um, it's very hard because yeah, you literally could be struggling as well. But then you've also got to be overworking yourself, looking for work yourself if you've not got an agent. Even with an agent, it's hard because you still have to be searching for roles out there. Um, uni work, normal part time jobs. Um, it's just a lot of stress, and I don't think people understand that. Even on the side of being an actor or a performer or being in the arts, people still have normal jobs. It's just that obviously people we're not seen to have normal jobs. jobs. There's, I, yeah. I can't tell you the amount of people that I know that get paid for working in the arts. But I want to retract to what you said about Zoom, Billy, quickly. Um, the yeah. fact that, you know, doing a drama course, it is tough being on Zoom and, and, and conducting a lesson because you have to be there in person because it's not the same. It takes away the aura, doesn't it? So what was yeah. the toughest thing for you um, being on Zoom in a lecture um, or, 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 or doing character work? What it was the toughest thing? And I mean, how did you go about trying to make it like you were actually in that space um in your university um 
I think for me it was quite easy because I was at home which to be honest I was saying as soon as started September I don't want to be on uh, I don't want to be paying this certain amount of tuition fees to be sat at home on a computer which obviously I had to because of like safety and things like that but luckily because I've got quite like a neutral room and I've got like ring lights and stuff like that obviously from TikTok and stuff and all that things um yeah. I just had to move a few of my furniture around and have a blank screen behind me. I'd have all my blacks on and stuff like that, obviously just to focus on my face. Um, I think one of the hardest things was remaining focused because I'd just be sat there just like, just looking at the screen, just saying, <laughs> yeah. it's like nodding my head like, yeah. And then when they'd be like, okay, go off and do your study now. And then I'd literally be doing nothing for two hours. And I'd be like, oh, I was meant to be doing this. Like, oh. And then um, it, it was just hard. But at the same time, it's, like I said, it's been an experience which is going to be one to tell in the years to come, obviously being yeah. with me going on drama school and things like that. Um, before we go into TikTok, uh, which is why we're here, um, for, you know, the viewers that are listening in and want to get into acting and um, want to get an agent, because you mentioned agents. I mean, how yeah. can they go about getting an agent and what can they expect from getting an agent? Um, one thing that I would say that I've learned massively, especially massively, actually, is... So we have these units. We've had unit one and two, which is like character development, professional development in the arts and the industry and kind of looking at job roles and all that stuff. One thing that has kind of been brought to light to my attention, because I'm going off to drama school for the next three years um, and I'm currently studying again the acting course and just getting more into depth with that. Um, if you are going to go into what in agents and things like that, you have to look at things like the people that they've already taken on so like the book so say if there's someone that wants you to join them look at look on their like alumni or their books and see like oh is there someone that looks like me or is it similar to me because why would they want you if there's always someone like you there like not in a not in a kind of like a like a nasty way but if someone already looks like you there's kind of no point because then you're going to be battling with that person who's on the same books as you um and kind of you have to do a lot if you are going to get an agent by yourself and search for an agent it is going to have to be done a lot on your own, um, which I think people kind of think actors and, again, in the arts, people get spoon-fed all this and, oh, it's all happy and laughs and things like that. But the harsh reality of it all is you're going to be spending a lot of money getting these headshots done by yourself, which can take up to, like, 150 to £250 professionally. Then you've got these showreels you need to do from learning your scripts and having to find these actors and, if you're lucky enough, you might find a student who's doing film studies that needs someone to film a short film for them, which can go towards, say, your student spotlight and things like that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just what people have to take into consideration. Um, patience is very much key in the arts and hard work and dedication. And if you put your hard work and if you put yourself out there, even doing freelance things like being an extra and stuff like that, yeah, it's not paid, but... Signing it's an experience, isn't it? It's yeah, building it's your experience. portfolio up and, you know, start from scratch. Yeah, like, even like finding things, joining unions like equity, which I've done myself. Um, so you've got things to cover your say if anything does happen in the in the space of like recordings or rehearsals and stuff like that. Like you've got to, you've just got to have a lot of knowledge about the arts as well as just wanting it to be your passion as well. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of what it is really. Um You've also got to kind of look at how successful the agent is. Um, like, I, like one way that I searched up the best agencies in Manchester was just by putting it on Google. But then I also had to look at like the people that are on the the books and was looking at what they were in and if they've had anything recently or if they're doing anything recently, then 
looking on things like their social media pages, see where they're going with that. And it's just kind of a lot of work off your own back. You can um, always rely on Google for any single thing that you ever want to search. Always. The big, with... search engines, isn't it? But, <laughs> not, um, with, not Wikipedia, but Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not Wikipedia. You know, that can go in the bin. But um, let's talk about TikTok, um, Billy. Let's talk about TikTok. Um, you know, when you first joined the app, um, so before we find out why you joined the app in the first place, who were the TikTokers that you first saw when you were scrolling through that you really took to and thought, okay, I want to try and match their success? Um, that's hard. It's been over a year now. Um, and you must have seen so it. many TikTokers. But that's yeah. the thing. So many TikTokers in that space of the year when it really started to get big have found so much success. Yeah. Um, who did I look up to? Um, when I started, it was just kind of like, I don't, I don't even know because half these TikTokers that I have seen grow kind of had started when I started as well. Um, obviously, some have been have gotten further to me, but obviously, it's all part of the process, really, um, of growing your following and stuff like that. Um, I can say Rhett Galvin was one of one was one of them. Um, I've talked to him a few times. He obviously is one of the biggest ones on there. Um, Poppy Mead, um, kind of like all your your average teenage TikTokers at the minute um there's just there's quite a few there's I don't know it's just hard to kind of remember all the names and stuff like that because it's just a bit like oh there's so many going through your head and you're like oh which one is it um but yeah they're kind of the two that I've looked at the most because they were so relatable like Poppy Mead she was doing acting at college and then she just wanted to do TikTok and she she's now successful and stuff like that and that's kind of one person that I was like so if she's sitting at home doing it in a bedroom then I can sit at home doing it in my bedroom so why do I need to, like, I don't need this massive house or like, say like a Noah Beck or like Bryce Hall. I don't need one of them like houses or any of them friendships to be successful or to, to even put a message out there on TikTok. You build you know up I mean? your own success. Yeah, That's definitely. So, I mean, was that the main reason why you wanted to join it? Um, so, so you could get that sort of, you know, was it boredom during the lockdown? Was that kind of the thing that you thought, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to try this app out? Or was it, you know what? I really feel I can really show people more about me because you can see the amount of, you know, publicity people get off TikTok for doing the silliest yeah. things. You look at a fellow Mancunian TikToker, Ollie Ball, who just says one thing and he's getting all these amount of followers. So it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, it, it provides that new opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I joined TikTok kind of, I had... I was like friends with people that were always on TikTok, always making them as like jokes and stuff like that. Never being serious, like obviously like I am now and like others are now. Um, and I was like, I've ne- I was like, what? I was like, I'm, I just don't get the point in TikTok. I don't see it. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, what is it? And I downloaded it for like a week and I was like, I still don't get it. So then it was just kind of like an app sat there. And then it got to, I think it was, the first week of lockdown and I recorded my first video and it was imitating like Gemma Collins and it was uh, like her saying like, oh, you're a very nasty girl. And it was like me with a, a towel on my head as if I just got out of the shower with some sunglasses and a mug as if to say, oh yeah, when um, you're speaking to your mum and then your sister joins in, tries arguing with you. And that got, I think that was my first one. I got like 2,000 views and I was buzzing with that. I was like, oh, 2,000 views. And um, kind of from there, it was just, doing little videos and trying to be consistent over lockdown which was it was very hard because I didn't know what to do and it's only been kind of 
the beginning of this year that my TikTok's kind of gotten a following, um, which is strange. You know, as a TikToker, would you say, if I said to you, Billy, does it have the power to make you addicted? Does TikTok really drag people in and get them hooked like that? I think for me, a lot of my TikTok on my For You page is kind of positive messages and like spirituality and obviously the odd TikTok that I follow and people giving messages out there to their following and stuff like that, which is obviously what I want to do as well as making kind of these little like laughing videos on the side. Um, but I think I think you can kind of get addicted because once I make a video, I'll think, okay, what's the next video? What's the next video? What's the next video? Should I go live? I might go live. Should I follow this person? Should I message this person for the fun of it? And it's it's one of them things. It's just, it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's a strange thing because I don't class TikTok as social media. I class it more as entertainment and as a way to engage exactly with people and give entertainment. Well. Yeah. I don't, I don't like a lot of people have, like I just took seven weeks off social media. I've only just come back this week. Um, and a lot of people were like, oh, but you're still on TikTok. I was like, yeah, but TikTok's not social media because my friends aren't on there. I'm not, I'm not purposely messaging my friends through direct message on TikTok. I'm messaging them through text message, not not DM on, on TikTok. Um, TikTok for me kind of, it gave me that confidence in the seven weeks that I had off. It, it gave me that that kind of that reachability and that good mentality to to carry on going and do something that I love, especially it helps out with my acting as well because it just sets off creativity and yeah, that's one of the key things really. You know, you, you mentioned a real key point that I want to go back to um, when you mentioned about how TikTok really isn't social media because you can't interact with your friends and, and, and followers. You are actually mm. right in some aspect because on TikTok, you actually can't message um, a content creator unless they follow you back. But on Instagram mm. and Facebook, you can, you know, send messages um, and, 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 you know, most of the time those people will see it. So do you yeah. think that that's something that TikTok can change to, you know, is that something you think that TikTok can look into changing in the future? The fact that people can interact with their favorite content creators, because if you see um, a content creator with a blue tick, that many followers, millions and millions of followers, you just can't message them. Yeah. You think that's something that can be changed in um, the long run? To be honest, I'd like to think, I, I'd like if if it was to be changed, I don't think TikTok should do it where you can get message requests. Just a simple fact of, I have had over the past, what month are you now? Nearly the end of May. So let's say six months. In the past six months, because I kind of give out, will want to give out a positive message and people just to be yourself, just to kind of always have hope on the horizon because things haven't been easy, but uh, especially this last year, but to keep on going is kind of the biggest message that, that should be given out and I think sometimes even though I'm always there and I always say on my lives and I always give out to people I'm always there to be a helping hand sometimes you do have to kind of take a step back for yourself and just have a breather and take a minute and just think okay maybe you're taking too much energy on from other people maybe uh, you're not looking at yourself so often and it's all about self-care kind of Um, and I think if TikTok do end up having kind of a message request area, it wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing because of all the the love and support that the followers would give you. But then you've also got to take on the thought of 
the hate that you're going to get given and yeah, yeah. people that that's aren't going to yeah problem. always problem no matter what your haters are always gonna they're always gonna and, be there and, and, gonna... and the important thing is is the fact that you know i think people that want to go into the arts and and they get a job in the arts do you think that they do realize that they're going to have detractors as well as supporters you're always going to get people that hate you and you're always going to get people that like you it's just the it's the purpose of life isn't it yeah, I think I think one thing massively that that I've kind of noticed is no matter what, you're gonna have people that are envious of you because people don't really see, like I said before, people don't really see the work that goes behind all of this. They don't see kind of the behind the scenes of your creativity and your growth yeah. and where you're gonna go with your things. Um and then, yeah, and it's just, it's kind of like, you've got to take it on the chin and just remember, even though these people are kind of hating on you and giving you all this grief and giving you all this stuff just for doing something that you love, you've got to kind of think, okay, well, they're still adding to kind of my success because they're still commenting, which pushes out your stuff. They're still liking your stuff. They're still messaging you. They're still speaking about you. They're still getting your name out there. Um, the best thing that I would say to do to anyone that isn't kind of, going to take the hate well or kind of receive the hate well because I haven't really received any um that's good that's good though because some of the tiktokers I've talked to on this show get so much um hate mail you wouldn't even imagine yeah so I I've had obviously the odd comment here and there but I just delete it because it's one it's not something I want on my post and two it's unnecessary and it's obviously just someone that's not happy with their lives that's jealous of how far you've become um and they kind of need to I don't know. I feel like, especially this, I don't know, people, they've got a lot of growth to go. People have got a lot of growing and a lot of kind of self-reflection because people kind of throw hate when they're not succeeding or when, like people love to see you fail, no matter what. That's kind of one of the things. And one thing that I've learned is that you can't be lazy or can't take anything to heart from people that you haven't got in your life or your circle or your support system um and that's one thing that kind of I've took on the chin and if I do ever receive anything like that I'll just be like okay well that's being ignored because it's not needed and it's not necessary before we wrap things up uh Billy I want to ask you you mentioned before about spirituality um yeah what did you mean about that because you know I'm a very spiritual person I am zen so um (laughs) I want to know what you you meant about that tell me more I'm I'm really interested to know you know yeah how you include um, that in your tiktok I'm, I'm i'm buzzing to hear more about this so kind of what it is is that i so not to go like kind of like obviously like too much out of the bag but i um last year around around this time last year actually um it was the anniversary of the arena which is tomorrow jesus yes, um bombings jesus yeah um I yeah it. i was i was involved in that um obviously really? one of the people that was, yeah i was one of the people that was there um and for like three years up until last year, I struggled a lot with obviously like demons in my head, kind of like depression, anxiety, PTSD, um, these ongoing mental uh, mental health kind of problems. Um, and last year, I had a friend who helped me out, um, kind of spoke to them about how I was feeling. And I had gone through previous therapies and previous counsellors and nothing kind of seemed to work for me and I was giving up and then they said to me they was like would you mind paying for therapy um 
I was I was in a full time job. I wasn't didn't have anything to do with acting. TikTok was still kind of just this little thing that I was just doing like once or twice a week. Um, and then my therapist, um, I had I had a six week session with her, maybe two months. I'm still in contact with her every now and then, just a quick check in. Um, and she got me into meditating. And around the time of meditating, for some reason, manifestation things started coming up on my TikTok. And then kind of, it was just showing ways on how to say, just saying, if you really want something, think about it, pretend it's already there, that you've got it. And I think I kind of, when I was feeling great again and good again, I wanted things like, I wanted a promotion at work and then I wanted to go to university, but I just didn't know how. And then because I was so, I was, I was feeling much better in myself from speaking to someone, especially professional and telling my friends how I was feeling and you know especially something as traumatic as that I mean I can't imagine what you must have gone through I mean I remember watching on the news I was I was heartbroken to see the scenes that were going on I can't imagine what it was like in Manchester yeah and I mean how is how is the city coping still from that I know it was a few years ago but it's still etched in the memory of a lot of people including yourself who was there but as well as the public it must still be etched very much into um the Manchester uh, people yeah, I think one thing this year that's going to be very weird is I'm allowed to see my friends again this year. Last year it was on Zoom. Um, and I think one thing that's that kind of the city went through that was kind of kind of hard to see is that only in the first year, so a year later on their first anniversary, they did something, they kind of, like obviously not every year they need to celebrate it or kind of, you know, mourn in what happened. Um, but they only did something for obviously the people that were there. Um, they did this massive like concert thing at the town hall in 2018. And then the second year, when everyone went to um, St. Anne's Square, we had everyone, like all the people that were survivors or people that just wanted to write messages on the bricks on um, of St. Anne's Square. Um, and then the next day, because there was like, I think it was like a football tournament or something like that. They had washed the street and it was kind of like a bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of a disrespect because it was just like, oh, so it's just now trying to be swept under the carpet. Um, something like a lot that of people, can never be swept under the carpet. Yeah, especially something so major. Um, but I think last year it was kind of hard because everyone just felt so, so like, and captured in in the room they couldn't see people they couldn't go out they couldn't they couldn't nothing was lifted they couldn't literally go and hug their friends they couldn't see anyone and it was it was very very hard but this year kind of having a bit of hope that you can go and meet people outside now and stuff like that people will hopefully be there's been a lot going on on twitter and stuff like that um obviously people sharing the manchester resilience hub things um obviously for the people that have gonna find it uneasy um, I don't know how people are still reacting to it. I think it's still, for someone that was there, it's still weird. It still feels very raw in a way, even though I feel yeah. like I, I've I've dealt with it with my therapy and stuff like that. I've not dealt with it fully. I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll ever fully recover from something like that. I don't think I think it's one of them things. I don't think a lot of people will fully recover from it, if not people that were there. Um, and I think it's just, it's just something that's never gonna go away in your mind each year each year no matter what I don't I I don't believe in oh yeah it gets easier I don't think anything ever gets easier something like that I think it's just finding ways to cope better and kind of leasing off the tears and that each year and things like that make it a little bit harder but 
if 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 tomorrow I do decide to go and see my friends and stuff like that, I'm allowed to hug them and everything, then obviously it's going to be a major plus. But if I decide to kind of just have a chill one and kind of yeah. obviously just do my own thing, then it's going to be, it's going to still be like good for the mentality and stuff like that. I think that. you know that all of your friends know that a big hug is incoming, which is um, yeah, which is a good thing. But finally, um, Billy, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, it's been great chatting to you. And thank you for, you know, talking a little bit about what we just talked about. Yeah. And, you know, it must, I know it must be hard to talk about stuff like that, but it really, um, you know, really appreciative. And it was great to learn more about, you know, um, you know, what you went through. I mean, it, it, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. it must have been difficult for you. But I mean, you know, you got balls talking about that. <laughs> I mean, I could, yeah, that's for sure. But um, I mean, I've spoken about it plenty of times before. I think, I think now it's just kind of, I kind of speak about it when people ask me about it because I know it can help some people and because I know some people can maybe relate to it and just think, you know what, yeah, and if he's got through it, then maybe I can get through it. And that's kind of what I want to spread out, kind of the messages of positivity and stuff like that. And, you know, if you were chatting to someone and they might, they might have gone through the same thing, but um, they didn't know that you might have gone through the same thing. Do you think it's satisfying, you know, if you don't know exactly so, so if, if someone asked you about your experiences, but you didn't know that that person had gone through the same thing, does it satisfy mm. you knowing that you could have, you know, really helped that person feel comfortable talking about yeah. events that they might have gone through themselves about something that you went through? See, I think that's one thing that I've always thought of as well, is that people sometimes, obviously you get them people sometimes that are like, oh, like I can feel what you're going through, but obviously with it being something like that there's different types of kind of attacks that happen it's not just the way that it happened to me there's there's obviously more violent ways and more life-threatening ways um and even though it's in this it's in a similarity it will never be the same so I guess what people can do especially if someone if someone's listening now and they're like oh my friend's going through something that happened like that um and they don't know what to do the only thing I would advise them to do is just sit and listen and kind of yeah. be there for your friends and be mm-hmm. there for that person because you you really can't just be like, oh yeah, um, I understand because it is it's it's hard to believe that someone would understand. It's very hard to believe, but at the same time, just having someone there, having a shoulder to cry and having someone to hug, it it means more than the world to someone, most definitely. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, you know, I hope people do listen into the show and they pretty, they, they might as well because they got a lot of listeners. So, you know, I hope that they do come and listen to this show uh, and it will be available on Apple and Spotify and on Facebook as well. Leave us a review. Tell us what you thought of your experience um, and um, listening in. You know, what did you think? Let us know. It'll be much appreciated <laughs> by myself and the rest of the team. Um, Billy. And finally, for the viewers that are listening into this show, where can they find your TikTok? Because I really want them to check you out and see what an awesome guy you are. Um, so my TikTok is just my name. It's um, Billy Winter. So it's B-I-L-L-Y-W-I-N-T-E-R. And then it's an extra R on the end. And um, That's it's the same so one. satisfying. I love it. Well, Billy, <laughs> it's, it's been a, a pleasure having you on the show. I've really enjoyed it. And I really wish you all the best with your um, with your drama school. I hope you um, have uh, the best career, my friend. All right. Thank you, Andrew. See you thank later. You. Bye. Bye. <laughs>